Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer. Hey everybody, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. As I like to do, I am on the road. And if you've been following me this week, I am actually in Europe. I spoke at Social Media Week Copenhagen. I had the luck of being able to speak at the United Nations City there. I believe it's the headquarters for the World Health Organization who interviewed me afterwards. But much an honor to speak about social media for nonprofits and and government organizations. And I was able to speak at uh, the headquarters of Maersk, the big shipping line that we all know of, uh, leveraging LinkedIn for corporations. And and then I was off to Helsinki, Finland, where I spoke for the University of Yevaskala, which is located about three hours north of Helsinki, and uh, actually helping their executive MBA program not only engage with their alumni, but basically taught a social media module for their current students on the future of business. And now I am in London, England, and I am at a pub inside the Paddington Railway Station. If you've ever been to London, you know that's where the Heathrow Express drops you off. And I am here, and it's really an honor for the first time to meet, and well, we're already on our second or third beer here, so in all honesty, we've already met and we've already gotten acquainted, but I am here with none other than the internal communications alumni contributor for Maximize Social Business, Rachel Miller. Rachel, say hello in your British accent. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Thank you for inviting me along. And I'm for the beer. Right. <laughs> there we go. And it's amazing. We've been here where I guess there's a pretty important rugby match going on. And we saw Scotland beat Italy at the last moment. And we're seeing England and Ireland play right now. And it is pretty loud, as you can hear. But we're in a British pub. And it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do a podcast here. And I just could not pass on the opportunity. Now, Rachel specializes in internal communications. And we were just talking. There aren't that many people in the United States. States that specialize in it. We were, we uh, the name Shell Holtz came up, Scott Monty, yeah. and as we were conversing, I know that in in the United Kingdom and throughout the world, it is a popular discipline. Perhaps it's a popular discipline in the United States as well, but very few are active in social media. I don't know. Maybe we can start with the podcast of just describing the role of internal communications and how important internally that role becomes in the age of social business and employee advocacy and everything we've been talking about. Yeah, sure. So internal communication is, I don't think it's ever been as important as it is right now. The key function and the key role of internal communication is really to equip and enable and empower employees to have a voice inside an organization. So good internal communications inside organizations are ones who really understand the reality of the the culture of the workforce. So it's no good, you know, just sending out stuff, just sending out employee magazines and, and having an intranet that's written for employees if it's not done with them which is probably 99% of the businesses out there right yeah absolutely you know for many internal communicators the role is is changing I think we've moved now from content creators to content curators so because of the rise particularly of social media and you know different platforms internally where it's not just the comms team anymore who send out stuff who who are the sole voice in an organization your employees now have the ability and as they do they create content so our role has changed and we now still have to make it make sense but it's more important than ever before that we really understand 
that it's not about the egos of the internal communicators, it's about information flow inside organisations and our role really is to stick it together if you like, you know, make it make sense so the strategic narrative as we call it, the story of your company needs to make sense. So internal comms really, even the name is confusing because really yes. it's not just internal, we have stakeholders, we have third parties, we have union officials, we have works councils, you know, the, the list is, is endless so the true nature of internal communication is that it's never really purely internal anymore. Social media does have a role to play in that, but you've always ever been, you know, an employee magazine left on a bus away from your internal messages going external. So people who think you can control internal comms and control messaging, a bit foolish, I think would be fair to say. But it's, I love it. It's fascinating. It's a brilliant area to work in. So maybe in the United States, the role of internal communications perhaps is done by the public relations or corporate communications department. Can you tell me about what you see in the United Kingdom? Is there friction between the organizations? Do you have a common goal? How would we better understand why we would want to have a separate and an, an individual internal communications specialist or department rather than let a public relations corporate communications just do everything. Can you yeah. comment on that? Yeah, sure. So I think it varies by company. So I've worked in organizations where you know you have separate internal comms who report directly into the board and you have a, a board member as part of the comms team or you report into HR, for example, and the HR director is on the board. So there's a real kind of disconnect there between depending on, on the organization. In terms of whether it's good to have an internal and external and corporate, I mean, there are so many hats. We have you know, public affairs specialists, we have CSR, we have internal, external. The list is, is endless, frankly. I think the benefit of having solely dedicated internal comms professionals is that you are the eyes and ears and the conscience of the organisation. So you need to be tapped into that network. You need to be tapped into what's happening inside your organisation but I always advocate working very very closely with your colleagues with your external partners because for your employees if they have one understanding and perception of your company internally and then their friends and family have a perception externally based on all the good advertising and marketing that you're doing if they don't match up you're not doing a good job so right. it needs to be consistent your brand identity needs to flow from the inside out not not just the outside in and that's why I think internal comms is important is because it is that consistent message it's that reality of understanding the workforce and understanding the culture and making it real for people you know communication is about real people telling real stories about what you know what they're working on and I think when you have a really glossy, shiny marketing campaign externally or recruitment campaign and it's full of stock photographs, it's not your real people doing real jobs, your employees can't identify with that because that's not their reality of their organisation. So I think that one of the key roles for internal communicators in being separate as a function, as a distinction, is to be that conscience, to be those eyes and ears. And it's very interesting because my perception, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, of the public relations people and departments that I've worked with in the past, they're not one with the employee. They're more of controlling the brand, controlling the message, in a different way than traditional marketing has been. Um, whereas you, what you're telling me about internal communications, you are one with the employee and really trying to break down any differential between brand perception and employee perception. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than that. But you work with a lot of companies here and a lot of organizations in the United Kingdom on internal communications and leveraging social media as part of internal 
Federal Communications. Can you give us a snapshot into the sort of clients you work with, the challenges they have, and the solutions that you offer? Yep, sure. So I work with a number of different clients on a number of different projects and, and scenarios that they find themselves in. It's everything from internal comm strategy to how do we look at social media and social tools and technologies and understand whether it's right for us. And I've written a blog on internal comms and particularly on how to use social media for internal comms for the last five years. And this is an increasingly noisy space. And, and I want to make sure that we let everybody know, what is the URL of your blog? The URL is allthingsic, so allthingsinternalcoms.com. So allthingsic.com. Allthingsic.com and at allthingsic on Twitter. That's the one. Thanks very much, Neil. Um, so the conversations I'm having with people, in, my, my clients, are usually around things like, so we're thinking through this social thing and we're trying to explore whether it's for us or not. Is it, you know, is it the right thing for us to do? So my, there's not a blanket answer. There's not a one-size-fits-all. And if I said there was, then I wouldn't be doing my job properly. Uh, so Indeed. It, there's no cookie-cutter approach, right? Exactly. No, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think, so for many organizations, like, okay, take a step back, you know, what do you want to achieve? What are you thinking about? What is it that you want employees to think, feel, do, say differently as a result of thinking through social technologies? So for many companies, you just simply add in another channel. So you add in Chatter or Yammer or an enterprise social network and you just increase the volume and you increase the noise and the conversation in your organization. You don't actually link it with your business strategy. You have a social strategy which is not aligned with your business strategy, then it's not going to work. So my advice always is you need to understand where you're going as a business, you know, what's important to you, understand where the conversations are happening and then make smart choices to figure out what, what makes sense. So I does the work recently with Tullow Oil, Africa's largest independent oil company and we're doing a project together at the moment doing it for about uh, five months so far still going on for a good few months this year and we're looking at how do they currently communicate and moving from SharePoint 2010 to 2013 looking at Yammer and looking at their culture to really understand if you're an entrepreneurial organization and you have very very smart people working for you for example what many companies are finding is a bit of a power source a bit of a power struggle thing where if you have information in your knowledge area within in your function, in your division, and many companies are very siloed in this. You know, you have lots of good knowledge that's kind of locked away. The nature of social technologies it makes previously invisible conversations visible. But there's a mindset shift, there's a behavioural shift there, and a cultural shift in many companies. So part of my role is really helping companies to think through that and not just introduce something because it's nice to be seen to introduce it, but really think through what is the behaviour that you're trying to drive and how will you need to communicate differently as an organisation and what do you expect from your employees and what can they expect from you as a result? It's a fascinating, absolutely fascinating area to be in. Indeed, and I always say that um, companies, and there are still companies that are just getting started in social media, right? Completely, yeah. And, and getting to the point where you are working with companies and really, it, it's we're talking about the evolution of social business in general. Yeah. But it is an evolution. You can't just leapfrog from not doing social media externally. And, and it's funny because I see organizations that have adopted Yammer or Chatter, but their employees, for instance, if they're not really proficient at Twitter themselves, they're not going to get the full value. And, and obviously, the business strategy as well, the objectives. Yeah. Also, a lot of that. Um, companies not really thinking that through. I think so, it's about the silos as well. I think for many organizations, 
organisations, they have a very siloed, hierarchical organisation. And then they think that, you know, social media is this magic silver bullet. It's going to be the answer to break down those silos. And what you see very often is they recreate the groups that they identify with. So in Yammer, you have your, your networks. Oh, who was that? Was that England? Ireland just scored. No! Blimey! <laughs> I'm loving a British accent. <laughs> oh gosh, that's not good. Okay, Ireland five, England three. We still got 40 minutes or so left. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, being, being distracted by the rugby. Um, so what we, what we very often find is that for many companies, they just recreate what they know, and they end up building their own silos again, replicating it in Yammer, for example. So right. they've actually social silos, right? Completely. That's exactly it. So a well thought through strategy and a well thought through plan is one that really you know, takes a massive step back before you really embark on anything like this and say, you know, what's the point? How do we want to be? And you make incremental steps and you, but it still feels like your organisation. You're not making a massive step change so your employees don't identify with it because we very often find that if you have, you know, and if it's led by IT or comms, you have IT and comms on an enterprise social network talking about IT and comms. Right. And it can do so much more than that. So I think uh, an approach that I recommend always is to whoever it's led by, whether it's led by IT or comms, so whoever is behind the idea of thinking about you know social tools, technologies, and, and, and the mindset, then you need to have a cross-functional working group. It can't just be driven by IT or driven by comms, because by the nature of true social business, it's about your business. It's not just about a function. Ireland got two more. It's 7-3. Oh, no. I'm not even a rugby fan. This is crazy. Anyway. So, so we're nearing the end, and I believe you need to get off to your family in Essex. So Rachel has a train to catch, and I'm just thinking, Rachel really is a, a brilliant mind. Hopefully, you'll check out allthingsic.com, as well as her post on Maximize Social Business. She's also a contributor to a book that I'll be talking about on Maximize Social Business really soon. But I'm just thinking, how do we get Rachel to get over to the United States on business? And I guess the best way is really to ask Rachel, what are what are the clients that you like working with and what do you see as sort of the biggest need in the market in terms of social media and internal communications? And I think that would be a good last question to ask to sort of wrap up this conversation. That's a great question. I think there's a lot of need out there for internal communicators to understand what channels exist and what tools exist. So I think rather than thinking through organisations, I think what's important is for internal communicators to equip themselves and to learn. And I'm doing lots of coaching and lots of training here in the UK particularly with groups of internal communicators to really get them aware of what's out there so they can advise their in-house teams efficiently and sufficiently and to really demonstrate gravitas and, and perform as the business partners that we all, you know, aim to be as internal communicators so I'd love to come to the US I'd love to come and, and have a chat with some smart internal communicators and see what you're doing and understand what I can learn from you and what I can share best practice from uh, the super smart people here in the UK doing some really good stuff making real difference in their organisation so um, I'd love to share I'd love to communicate <laughs> invite me over I'd love to <laughs> that's awesome Rachel and you know I, uh, I, I've obviously done a lot of travelling and where I think in most aspects the US really is at the forefront of social media social business the, the networks obviously were grown and, and you know born and raised in the US yeah. but internal communications and from our conversation today and from you know the book that you showed me and, and the networking I think this is an area where actually the UK is probably ahead of the US and maybe it's happening in the US not under 
the name of internal communications, maybe under the name of corporate communications and PR. You have, you have right. a good employee comms network, and I think you know, the semantics may be different, but the right. essence is, is the same. Right, but I think that uh, it would serve a lot of American companies well. So if you're in marketing, uh, and I know a lot of you in marketing listen to this podcast, and you're, you're trying to find out or figure out employee advocacy and really unleash the potential power that your employees have, and the bigger the company, the bigger potential. Rachel is a really great person to follow on social, to connect with, and hopefully send some business her way so that we can have her in the United States. Well, thank you very much, Rachel, for coming out to meet me today at this stupendous pub here in Paddington. And, you know, we all wish you the best of luck. Any final things to say to everyone listening to the podcast? Keep on sharing good stories. Keep on doing what you're doing and, and constantly look to learn and grow and make a difference for your employees. Make a difference. That's it for today, everybody. This is Neil Schaefer signing out from Paddington Station in London, England, in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, make it a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on the show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.